This episode of The Building Years is brought to you by Rally Flip Cap. Check out rallyflipcap.com. Where you got a bunch of cool hats, guys. I wear them all the time. They're pretty stylish. We recently got in our Rally Flip Caps, and we will be giving one away to a listener very soon. So start commenting for more info or send us an email at thebuildingyears at gmail.com. Also, if you want to buy a Rally Flip Cap, Go to rallyflipcap.com or like them on Facebook. And whenever you check out, use the coupon code STANDUPTALK. That's all one word, STANDUPTALK. That is our network name, our podcast network name. So check out all the awesome hats and all the holiday hats that they have going on there. And now open your ear holes because we're about to listen to episode 181 of The Building Years. Oh, yeah. It's The Building Years Podcast. With Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the building years, everybody. How you doing? It's Jeremiah Watkins. It's Justin Alexio. Ooh, there's a there's a candle in here that's been recently lit. A little romantic. Yeah, it smells pretty good too. Maya's gotten some some good candles. For the apartment <laughs> recently, things are smelling good. Way better than living with dudes, <laughs> for sure. Take that, old roommates. <laughs> Dude, uh, uh, I, uh, I, you know, I was telling you, I was watching Walking Dead. Yeah. I got to the point where uh, I there's no more on Netflix, and there's still eight episodes that I haven't seen. So I don't know if I can justify to myself to buy it. It's two to three dollars an episode, so that's like twenty bucks. You, can, I think you'll be able to find it. It on torrent sites or whatever. I think that's possible. Really? You're you're an artist and that's what you're promoting on our podcast. Hey man, I'm not there yet, so <laughs> if I if I had a number if I had the number one show on television and there was poor people out there, there's gonna be enough people who watch it properly or pay for it. But there's gonna be People out there who can't afford it, but they're still good people. So why not? Why not let them? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good. That's good that you got that attitude. You gonna keep that when you're famous? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. That's but okay. What's uh, how's your week, man? It's a crazy week. It's pretty good. You and I did a showcase on Wednesday. Yeah, we did. Oh yeah, we did. How'd you think it went? Well, I was. Good, good. I was just any uh, to me anything aside from a bomb was going to be good. Okay. How did you think it went? I thought it went well. I thought the improv groups were not the strongest, but there were some moments. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, whatever. We'll see what happens. Trying to trying to get them to like you, to like me. It's, who knows? They seem to like you. The vibe that I got from him, basically, Justin invited his agents, his uh, his TV agents, to come check him out, do some stand up, and he was nice enough to uh, let me be on the showcase with him, so I could do a little time as well. Maya said that they were not enjoying the improv groups, <laughs> and that for our sets, they were we we got their attention basically, and they were watching and having a decent time, but during the improv groups, I guess they looked really bored. Stonewall? Oh, God. Yeah. Well, you got to invite improv groups for the audience. <laughs> Glad you're saying that on our podcast. That's that's nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
You're hey, the... no, actually, you know what? The way that Justin told the improv groups is that he said this is a, this can be a showcase for you too. So if you want, you know, bring support to have people laugh at you, or if you're not gonna bring anybody, be ready to kill it. You know, <laughs> yeah. And some teams decide not to do either. <laughs> Damn, Jeremiah, ice cold, dude. <laughs> I'm I'm stone cold this week. I'm a st- I mean, it was kind of infuriating when I I told them they agreed they were going to have full teams, and then people showed up with less than half of their team and didn't bring anybody. Yeah, that's the only reason why I'm being so real with this whole thing. <laughs> it's like just don't don't lie. Yeah, I mean, I know it's L.A. and people do it all the time. They flake. Just don't do that. Just don't don't be a douchebag. Yeah, don't be. Just a be a good, be a decent person. Hollywood is all I'm lesson saying. for you. Don't be a douchebag. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what what, uh, what else went on in your week, Jeremiah? Well, I I'll tell you what went out my week. I had some crazy odd commercial auditions, and uh, you know, I just I had this moment where I'm I'm in a. I'm in a callback for a pizza commercial. It's, uh, it's internet only. And uh, I'm like, but I need the money so bad I go all out. And this is a physical bit with a, you know, where I had something fall on me. And I, I fucking slammed my head into the back of the wall on accident. And then I walked out and I got like, you know, dizzy and like, you know. Wow. And I was walked out and I was like, what am I doing? I'm going all out and hurting myself for an internet-only pizza commercial? Jesus, Justin. Jesus. Yeah, but you got to make that money somehow, and at least you committed. I'm proud of you, Justin. (laughs) We should read some of the user comments that we have gotten over the last week or so. Aight, aight, dude. Let's check it out. Tori, 1993. That's probably when she was born. So that means she's what? 21 hey baby <laughs> i guess so says hey my comment and that was on episode 179 and that was ap- actually the episode that justin was not here for we have to do that every once in a while when we can't line up schedules and what then what does that mean hey my comment hey my comment i think she maybe maybe she commented on a different one <laughs> i don't i don't know this out. right back and explain what the fuck that was yeah and then the other one was on our episode 180. Ooh, this is a good one. E. Petito says, really enjoyed this episode. So I think he's a family member of Jamie Petito. Oh, yeah. Jamie texted me and said my mom really liked the episode. So that's her mom. Oh, well, Jamie's mom, thank you for listening to the episode. I'm, You know, we're still getting a lot of friends and family <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> but it's it's nice to get the support from... Somebody's listening to this. Somebody. We're getting a decent amount of plays per week. Also, check us out on iTunes, guys, because we have almost zero reviews for that. But anyway, I think that's all of our comments. Wow, that was a big letdown, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, why? Hey, my comment, and really enjoyed this episode. But you know, we gotta read them. We always say we always say that we're gonna read them on the podcast. Well, yeah, we gotta read them. We gotta read them. But sometimes they sound sadder than just saying nothing at all. I guess. I don't know. But my Thursday was okay. I did 
Well, it was it, it was an interesting interesting night on Thursday night, and I showcased at the comedy store to possibly become a paid regular, which is it's really uh, prestigious to showcase. They don't have to showcase that many. Yeah, it was basically it was me and four other comedians. It was Kyle Ray, Earl Skakel, myself, Jeremiah Watkins, Candace Thompson, and Sandra Yocolano. And everybody actually had really good sets. Ultimately, Earl Skakel and Candace Thompson were passed as paid regulars. Congrats to them. They're both good friends of mine. And that was pretty much all that happened with it. <laughs> of course, of course, you know, it's a letdown for me. I'm a very competitive person and I put put in a lot of time there. But Earl Skakel, uh, he's he's a really good dude, really good friend of mine. He's been going there for like fifteen years. So I can't really even compete with That's that. Insane. Which is insane. That's a very long amount of time. And then Candace is very funny. Dude, the way and you- it's uh, it's just the the store needs more funny women. There's not enough women on the lineups. Like a lot of people are pretty aware of that. So it's kind of a perfect fit. She's funny. She's a woman, and it's gonna work. It's great. She's also a great friend. But what were you saying? Just like, I don't know. It just makes me never even want to start the comedy store path. I'm just like, ugh. Well. It looks so... Here, here's the thing that's kind of interesting about it is I almost feel like there is in some ways even less of a path now. Yeah. I feel like. Because Tommy, the way it worked with him, the old, the former talent coordinator, if you put in the time there and then you were having good sets, you'd eventually get past. He was big on FaceTime and hanging out and all that stuff. Now, I'm not really sure... I really don't know. Like, if somebody was starting from scratch, like, starting from, right, like, today, starting from the open mic from scratch, and they're trying to become a paid regular, I don't know how long that process would take. I don't know if it would take the same amount of time or if it would take even longer. Because it's just just different. I just feel like it's almost easier to get on a TV show, get famous, than be like, I'm a regular. Pass me. Yeah, but the problem with that is not... There's a lot of famous people who are not past at the comedy store. Like it doesn't matter, but that could change because that was Tommy's thing. Like if you didn't, if you didn't put in any time there, he wasn't going to pass you. There's no incentive for him to pass you. But yeah, it's a very interesting new era at the comedy store. So hopefully, all I can hope, because I, I actually, I felt really good about what I did. Felt like it was a good representation of what I do. All I can hope is that I will showcase on the next one and hopefully get passed. But there's a chance that I could have to sit and showcase time out for a bit. I don't know how it's going to work. So, oh, guys, you know, just trying to keep my head up and just keep hustling. Did and you say you had to go on an angry run? That actually happened. That actually happened, guys. The The following day, but here, here's, the, here's the only thing. I'm extremely happy for my friends. That's 100% true. But the way I found out, really irritated me and that was through twitter (laughs) that was how i found out that i did not get passed is basically i got a notification (laughs) from twitter that said congrats to our own candace on being passed at the comedy store but it was a notification that was just because it was getting a lot of tweets and favorites and retweets 
that's why I got the notification. It wasn't like somebody personally sent me like, yeah, hey, man, you like... didn't get passed. It was just like a public <laughs> thing, which it felt very much like high school again, where you look at your name on the list yeah, for basketball, yeah. and your name's not on that list. And it took me back to <laughs> high school whenever I, uh, I was uh, a junior. But the, the that or no, that was freshman year. I made the team sophomore year because I worked so hard and persevered and I got on the team sophomore year. But junior year, the coach actually talked to me one-on-one and he's like, there's just some guys that are one year underneath you that we feel like are at the same level as you and you're not going to, we're not going to put you on the team. And that was devastating. Oh, God, Jesus. But it also <laughs> made me fueled and driven to be a better comedian because I was like, I'm not going to the NBA. <laughs> because everybody's like, well, Michael Jordan, he got cut from his team. Not twice. <laughs> I got cut twice. Oh, my God. That's whenever I knew my basketball career. But here's the thing. I've been cut from the Comedy Store team once. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't get cut again. If I, if I, If I do... It was funny. My mom, she's like, well, you're not going back there, are you, Bobby? I was like, of course I'm going back there. They're the, sh- they're the club that shows me the most love, even, even though, like, like, get, like, she doesn't understand, like, even how hard it was to get on that showcase. Yeah. And she's just like, I'm like, no, like, they, I'm, I perform there still. I'll, po- I'll end up performing there multiple nights of the week, even though I'm not passed. Yeah. Like I still love that place, even though like it's it just motivates you. I I told her that it was um it was like the uh, abusive girlfriend that I keep going back to, <laughs> and my mom that was the wrong analogy for my mom too. She's like, well, you have a good girlfriend, so I was like, what? No, this has nothing to do. I know I have a good girlfriend. This has, I, I'm like, I should have picked the wrong and uh, different analogy. She's like, no, you picked the proper analogy. I was like, what? How how does this happen? I don't know. That's hilarious. Dude, uh, that story just made me think about when I got cut from my seventh grade baseball team. Uh, when I got cut from my seventh grade baseball team, they, uh, I looked on the list and I was like, oh, I thought my name was just left off for like, because I didn't know how to spell it. And then I realized, no. You're not on the team. Yeah. Because multiple kids on the the team that should have made the team were not on the list, like all-stars like that I had grown up with that were all-stars. Some of them ended up going to play like minor, like farm ball in the uh, MLB. And so everyone else's parents, every, like even kids that were on the team that knew that these like three or four kids should have been on the team, they all petitioned and like threw up this big thing. And then these kids got added to the, they made a practice squad for these kids. Wow! Uh, and then these kids ended up starting. So it's basically the coach to be not, you know, to be like, oh, I messed up, but these other kids got to be on the team. But my parents weren't like up in arms, so I didn't get on the practice squad. Wow! My parents were like, I'm not going to complain to the school. I'm not wow. going to do that. Yeah, in eighth grade, there was four basketball teams. Okay, a one. A2, <laughs> B1, and B2. I got put on B1. 
I was mad. Because <laughs> there was kids that were clearly not as good as me. They were on at least A2. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, I ended up being, I think, one of the highest scoring <laughs> kids in the history of of the basketball league. I ended up scoring on my season like 137 points, and there was only like eight games. It was like eight to ten games. I scored almost. I scored between 15 to 20 points a game. You're just killing it. And with rebounds, I was getting double doubles. They couldn't move you up once. No. <laughs> and here's the thing. I used to do morning announcements in eighth grade, and I got to read my stats in front of the entire school. <laughs> Jeremiah Watkins had a great game with 15 points and 12 rebounds. Should have been on A2. <laughs> Never said that, but like I also, one of my, te- a couple of my teachers were the coaches of the teams, and I just smiled. Look at that. And my mom ended up telling one of the coaches, she's like, you should have put him on on A team, <laughs> and then the coach was he smiled and he's like, "Yeah, we made a mistake." Ooh, I was like, "Yeah, in face. yeah, man, I'm I'm so glad on this podcast we're getting redemption for eighth grade <laughs> stuff, man. Oh, I'm not petty at all, dude. <laughs> Where? How did this? Oh, this is all this. I'm oh, because it's because I'm comparing the comedy store to basketball. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, something that happened that was cool on Friday. Do you know who Willie Tyler and Lester are? No. Okay. He was pretty much like one of, he's a ventriloquist. Okay. And he is kind of like one of the original Jeff Dunham's. Like he had a puppet, very, very talented ventriloquist. Okay. He was on so many shows, like Carson, all those shows like back in the day. Dude, he dropped in and did a set on Thunder Pussy on Friday. And he did improv with his puppet, and it was amazing. Oh, really? It's good. It was so bizarre to see a ventriloquist do improv. It was awesome, though. Wait, was it like an improv set? Yeah, well, he opened with material to get comfortable, and then people just started asking him questions. And then he just started improvising stand-up, and it was great. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. How How do you know him? I didn't. Somebody in the main like had saw, saw that he was performing in the main room, and they were a fan, and they're like, "Well, I I think I can get you up in here." And I didn't even know the guy. <laughs> it was and just he, a fan, like yeah, I could swig. <laughs> yeah, and then and then he's talking to me. He's like, "Hey, he's gonna go up." I was like, "What?" And and he's like, "Yeah, he already talked to Red Band, and Red Band talked to him." And and I just looked out there. I was almost mad at first because I was like, "Who? What?" <laughs> and then I look out, and then I I see I talked to him for like three seconds. And I'm like. Oh shoot! This is this is Willie Tyler, because I'd seen him perform at the 40th anniversary of the Comedy Store, uh, and he was okay. awesome. He killed it, and so I brought him up after Red Band did this filthy set, and he had to watch it. It's so funny to see that guy watch a dirty comic <laughs> because he's from such a clean era of comedy. I was just like, Ugh. oh boy! Then I brought him up, and yeah, he had a good set. That's awesome. Love the drop-ins. We've gotten uh, to introduce some cool people over the years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Been been fortunate. Do you ever in that uh, after you bring them up, hand them your business card, like check out my reels? No, I think maybe that's such a oh, it's such an amateur move. I think starting out, I probably would have done that. Like, let's stay in touch or something stupid like that. 
We're like, no. Yeah. I don't know you. Yeah. You're not you're not one of my boys. What are you talking about? What'd you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? Well, uh, I think I had shows. Yeah. Oh, I also got sick. I got sick and I had some crazy hallucinations. What kind of hallucinations did you have? Like, uh, I had hallucinations that I was a superhero. Um, and then also that I was an animal a couple times. And I couldn't, but I, I couldn't think in human thought. So that was like freaked me out. Because you know, like we think and speak, like we think in words. Like mm. if you don't know English, how do you think? What do you think? Right. So that was always a weird dream. And I ended up having to eat one of my friends <laughs> to survive. Which friend? The friend back home. Wow. And it was a girl. That was really weird. And she was like, eat me. It's okay. <laughs> I had like an apocalyptic type dream, but I think it's because for Gringo, we released a sketch today that was that I uploaded last night that was post-apocalyptic. And then I had another dream where I went to an audition with Fahim Anwar. And that was... All right. That was uh, those were two of my dreams that I remember. Dude, I saw Interstellar this weekend. Was it good? Oh man, knocked my socks off. Really? People yeah. say one or the other. Because I I talked to a lot of people that were thinking it was going to be great, and then they came out overrated, <laughs> way overrated. Not that great. Well, I was really into. I took a quantum uh, physics class in college, and it was so. You know how, like, movies will, like, take liberty with stuff like that? Like, it was pretty, like, real. Like, the time loops and, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, it was good. It made me uh, made me cheer up a little bit. Nice. So, because, you know, it's just that story of trying to get home to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Did you relate to that? <laughs> no, but every time like that, I just think, like, I, I, love, I love the human race. That's what I I just was crying for the human race. Good for you, man. How powerful love is. You're in touch with your feelings. Oh, I went, my God, yeah. I went and saw The Pyramid on Saturday. What the hell is that? I don't even heard of that movie. Amir Kay's oh, movie. Oh, Amir Kay's movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Actually, I have heard of that. Yeah, it's a Fox horror movie. And it was very cool to see Amir <laughs> at a movie. But it was it was pretty funny because so... We went with some other comedian friends and Francisco Ramos and him and Grant Cotter got pretty high before the movie. And they like Francisco was the worst person to watch the movie with. He was laughing like out loud. And there's other people in the theater and he would just be like, that would never happen. (laughs) That makes no sense, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. He kept doing that. I was like, shut up. Francisco, but we were all laughing because every time a mirror came on screen, we we're like, ah, <laughs> that's funny. And Amir did a pretty good job. Some of the other actors uh, questionable in it, but yeah. it, but isn't it's that, also isn't that crazy how in a big fucking studio film you're gonna have questionable acting when there's so many actors to pull from? <sighs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I think it just comes down to that's when it comes down to knowing the right people. Whenever you see certain people that you're like, ah, they weren't that great in that film, and you're like, well, who did they know to get that job? Because that it's, it's sometimes easier and cheaper to get, you know, certain certain names if if you just know a guy rather than yeah. having to search for. Just do a straight a, offer. 
Yeah. But that was pretty cool, man. That was, it's all this twice this year. Johnny Scordis was the 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 first. And then Amir K. I've seen movies with them. Their movies in theaters. Pretty pretty surreal. Maybe They're, next year it'll be you, Jeremiah. We'll see, man. Hey, if if I'm watching Netflix with a pal and I'm on there, that'd be pretty dope. Oh God. It's December eighth. Time's running out. Technically December 9th at least. Is it? Oh yeah. Well, when we oh, release this, this podcast, yeah, yeah. And then when you listen to it, maybe it's December 10th. Maybe knows? it's next year. Who yeah, who knows how how far in advance you're listening to this podcast. Oh, I know what else happened this week. The Panthers won their first game in 8 weeks, baby. Hello. Boo boo boo. And this girl was uh I always think that because there's always so few Panthers fans. I'm also a Cardinals fan, but there's even less Panthers fans because they're bad now. And I started talking to this girl. She's like, why are you talking to me? And I'm like, because you're wearing a Panthers jersey and we just won. She's like, ew, bye. <laughs> I was like. She literally said that? Yeah. She said, ew, bye. She was I, super hot. And I was like. Yeah, but still. I know. Well, it also could be that I tried to give her a hug. But that was after we scored a touchdown. Oh. Uh. <laughs> that was a pretty essential note that you left out of that story. Well, because I wanted her to be in the wrong. <laughs> Listeners, comment on whose side that you're on, the unsuspecting Panthers fan that Justin tried to hug, or Justin. Leave that in the comment section. I also did this show last night. It was very, very fun that if you get a chance to do it. It's Steven Randolph's show. Do you know Steven? I know Steven. Dude, Palapalooza, have you ever heard of that show? Yeah. Wow. There ended up being five improv teams. There's usually four. So the uh, stand-up does basically a total of 20 minutes. You do five-minute sets, and then they improvise off of your stand-up. Okay. So I ended up doing – there was five improv groups last night, so I ended up doing 25 minutes. It was so freaking fun. Holy crap. Yeah. It's like the longest amount of time I've been able to do in town in L.A. in a very long time. Is when are you – you you know how it is. Yeah, you can't find stage time like that's that long. So if you're Sunday nights at nine o'clock at the Impro Lab, I believe on Vermont, go check that out. It's a free show and there's free beer and stuff. Sweet dude. Yeah. What do you got coming up this week? I got some shows. I forgot my planner. I know I have one. My uncle's gonna be mad. Man. <laughs> every time. I, I and I think of him every time. Um. Yeah, I'll throw them up on Twitter. I actually don't have one Wednesday because I got to go to a holiday party. Boo. And then uh, tomorrow I took off for my dodgeball championships. So I got, I know I got a show Thursday and then Friday I'm out of town. I think Thursday's the only show I have. So I'll throw up Twitter. Hmm. Okay. Hey, also, my website is live right now, guys. www.justinalexio.com. Don't look at it yet because they uploaded it before it's ready. So. <laughs> There, I hate it right now, but hopefully it gets better. So check that out in like two weeks while I fix it. Okay. Well, guys, roast battle. I think it's at eleven o'clock now in the belly room between uh, at the comedy store on Tuesday nights, eleven p.m. Check that out. I'll be there with the wave, and then on Wednesday I'm doing a charity show, hilarity for charity at the Lyric. Tickets are like eight bucks or like sixteen bucks for VIP. Eighth at uh, 
Yeah, 8 o'clock at the Lyric. And Nick Swardson is on that lineup. And Andy Kindler. And Dave Ross and some other good dudes. Uh, David Angelo. It should be a lot of fun. So check that out. And then Justin and I have a value menu. <laughs> Presents show. Uh, 10.30 in the DCT at iOS. And then Thursday is my improvised stand-up show. We're doing a Toys for Tots benefit. Please come to that if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the L.A. area. Bring a toy for admission price, and then the Marines pick it up and give it to less fortunate kids. So it's a really cool charity that we do once a year, and that lineup is very good. we got Brent Morin, Adam Ray, Candace Thompson, and a bunch of other good people like Amir Kay, who's just in the pyramid, everybody. And then Friday, I'll be at the store in the belly room, and then and so forth on Saturday and Sunday. I think I'll be around in different places. So check out JeremiahWatkins.tv, and uh, we just released our final Gringo Sketch, guys, at YouTube.com slash Gringo Sketch. Check that out, and yeah, I think that's about it. I hope you guys are having a good week. It's my birthday next week. Oh, shizzle. First birthday in L.A. Yeah. in a long time. Turning 33, guys. Turning 33. <laughs> that's not true. I'm turning, I'm, I'm, turn, I'm, turning, I'm turning 26, guys. <laughs> but anything else uh, you want to say? Now that's it. Justin Lexi on Twitter. You guys, happy holidays. Happy holidays. A Suck very my candy cane, you motherfuckers. Oh, just when I thought it was anticlimactic. <laughs>